Michael Kantrowitz joining us from Cornerstone Macro. All right, Mike, so growth stock's trying to make a bit of a bounce the last two weeks. Can it hold? Does it have the potential to threaten the good old value rotation? No, and I think ironically, I don't think so. I think ironically, there's more value traps in growth stocks than there are in value stocks these days. Huh. Uh, two parts of the market we're avoiding at this point are low quality value stocks and long duration or those secular winning growth stocks. Sure, you can have a couple good weeks here and there, especially if you get a backup in bond yields like we've had over the last couple of months uh, after the big spike earlier this year to uh, just about 180-ish on the 10-year. Uh, but even the backup in rates hasn't done what it would typically do for growth stocks if we were really in an earnings slowdown. And that's the key here is that we're in a broad-based global earnings recovery. Last month, we saw the most positive earnings revisions in the S&P 500 since the uh, tra uh, tax cut that President Trump did back in late 2017. Uh, and the data in terms of leading indicators, things that are good macro uh, vari uh, variables that help explain earnings just keep getting better and staying strong. So we would continue to avoid your long duration growth stocks, your secular winners, especially those with really big growth prospects, but no current earnings. Uh, and that's what we're seeing work within the growth index. Ironically, it's the value stocks, the stocks with uh, uh, cyclical earnings revisions that have been the best performing growth stocks hmm. uh, as well as the best performing value stocks for that matter. Yeah, I see on your sell list, there are a lot of consumer discretionary reopening plays, uh, stocks to avoid at least. Um, uh, and that includes Live Nation, it includes Caesars, it includes Expedia. I mean, some of these that have also, frankly, these have been the go-tos uh, that I bring up when I say, okay, uh, you want to play the reopening? Well, these stocks are already 20, 30, 40% above where they were pre-COVID. Um, are these the ones that qualify uh, in the progressive model that you guys look at in terms of the evolution of risk on leadership. And you basically rank it from step one, which is investors buying junk, then cyclicals, then value, and then quality value. So those reopening plays that already had these big power bounces, where do those fit along those four categories, junk, cyclicals, value, and quality value? Well, if you think about the last really up until March, April of this year, we had a 12 month period where all of the macro data, including the markets, went from call it low tide to high tide. And when you go from low to high tide, it lifts all boats, even those with holes in them, such as companies with bad fundamentals. Uh, and that happens in every single market recovery, usually lasts about nine to 12 months uh, in the, from the bottom of the market. That's now well past us. So we're not at a point where the macro backdrop is getting uh, more visible, more certain, more stable. And that helps investors differentiate good from bad companies. There actually is a good time to own bad companies and that's well behind us at this point. So we wouldn't be looking to play the reopening trade. We'd be really more looking at individual stocks across the market that now have improving fundamentals that can pull away from the macro backdrop, which is one that's really more stabilizing. The big moves are behind us. The big de-risking of, uh, of the credit markets and improvement in financial conditions is behind us. That's the stuff that makes uh, markets all go up, all stocks go up with really high correlations. And we've seen that rotation take place very clearly within value uh, from November of last year through March of this year, 
it was very much uh, a value rotation led by junk and high beta stocks. Yeah. Investors were really willing to buy anything. Since March, it's clearly been a rotation out of that stuff uh, into stocks that have positive earnings momentum, have better fundamentals, not quite the best. It's too early to own uh, the best balance sheets and the best income statements. That comes a little later early on next year when things start to decelerate. Right now, we're kind of in this middle ground where you want to own decent companies with decent fundamentals, cyclicals, or simply value stocks that have improving fundamentals. Or theater chains with nobody in them. Where does AMC fit in, Mike? Because I'm following along with the narrative 100%. I'm with you. This has been the, the, the major theme of our coverage. And then AMC goes to 42 bucks, and it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to describe yeah. this as anymore. I mean, is it possible that there is still liquidity left in the tank to see one of those frothy tops again? Is that possible? Well, what you're seeing now in these highly shorted stocks uh, is the evolution of a typical leadership uh, phase where initially, again, beginning of the year, first three months, one of the best performing factors of the 130 factors we look at, highly shorted stocks as a basket was yep. one of the best performing baskets. So it wasn't just AMC or GameStop, shorted stocks across sectors were outperforming. And again, that happens in every market recovery. That was like February. Exactly. And now what you're seeing is that the breadth of that story, the number of stocks actually participating uh, is becoming thinner and thinner. So okay. AMC is now more of an outlier okay. uh, as opposed to what's really going on in the market. So that'll maybe that name, uh, GameStop, will be the last few to hang on to this. I would stay away from it. Uh, you know, there's, there's good ways to trade this uh, with a lot less risk via options. Uh, but my, my two cents... Not, not, not really my wheelhouse. I'd stay away from this and focus on good fundamentals. So that's a good point, basically, is to not get caught up in what might actually be the exception to the rule here, even though this is, I mean, to your point here, GameStop's still well below its February lows if we just kind of expand our sample size to two. Uh, but all right, there's a lot of shorted stocks that aren't doing the same as AMC, point taken. Yeah. Michael, uh, for the things that do work in your interpretation of quality value basically in this kind of next theme here uh one thing we talked about last time i remember is that within the fang group it's very limited it's basically alphabet in there um, i don't see facebook and the latest uh, ranking uh, of the companies that do look like buys to your team i mean is the big tech pillar of this market truly fragmented. I mean, we've seen Apple at the same level that we could draw a straight line back to September. Amazon yep. too. Netflix is even worse. I mean, is that trade no longer the backbone of this market? Absolutely. It's just investors are not looking for the same fundamental attributes they were looking for a year ago or six months ago, uh, which was visibility, strong balance sheets, strong income statements, being open to the public. Uh, now, now with uh, the world economy uh, having a staggered recovery where each day we're getting more and more closer to normal, investors are looking for companies that could benefit the most from that. And it's not going to be your growthier, more stable mega cap names. It's going to be your mid caps, your small caps that have more cyclicality, that are uh, generally in the value space. Uh, and that are seeing positive earnings revisions. But by definition, those secular winners are, are going to be less cyclical, thus less likely to see cyclical earnings revisions as the economy gets better. So uh, the, the issue with growth stocks is not one of the tech sector. 
growth stocks are underperforming in every single sector. So investors, I know we all, we all tend to focus on tech and think of tech when we think of growth, but it's much broader than that. And on the flip side, value and earnings revisions is working in every sector as well. So it's really not about sectors or thematic baskets. It's about specific attributes that investors look for as we get into a backdrop of macro stabilization uh, and strong data. And that's where we are today, and we think we'll stay for the rest of this year. Okay, Michael, always uh, really like to look into the very methodical process here that you guys look at this uh, through the categorizations. Really makes a lot of sense. Thanks for the details. All right. Take care, Oliver. You got it. Michael Kandrowitz joins us from Cornerstone Macro, the chief investment strategist. Go check out uh, the research for the full report and uh, some really good stuff here. Helpful to put some of these things into context.